Uh, so, this is facts, fiction, everything in between. Um, Episode... Oh, Jesus. Nine? Eight. Nine. Eight. Nine? Nine? <laughs> One nine. sec, I'm gonna check. How many stories have I done? <laughs> I uh, oh, wait, hold on. Episode... Suck it, eight, I'm right. Yeah, I should be better. I write the descriptions. I should know. <laughs> well, good. facts, fiction, and everything in between. Episode 8, eight. hosted by me, Farron, and... Uh, Carly. There we go. Thanks. I had to think about your name for a second. Uh, well, I was... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How's, how, how are you doing? How's everyone doing? Well, they can't answer us, Farron. Well, you could be everyone. <laughs> okay, I'll be everyone. Um, I did have something I was going to whine about. Oh, yeah, okay, so um, last night we watched the yeah. Titanic. Oh, God. So... <laughs> what about it? <laughs> that, that messed me up pretty good. I watched it at a sleepover. Oh. Did you cry when you watched it? Yeah. Okay, well, now I don't feel so bad about crying. <laughs> if, I mean, if Farron cries. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a sad movie. I, it, yeah, it's, it's sad. I was, but... like, completely chill with most of it, and then it got right to, like, the last half hour, and I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, see, the thing that made me cry wasn't, like, Jack and Rose. Or no, whatever, like, don't when, get me- when, I don't care about them. When Jack died, it was just, like, when everyone else is just jumping off the side of the boat I and know. fucking dying, and I'm I like, know. oh my god. I couldn't, and then the boat, like, falls on top of people, and I was like, no. Yeah, that just screwed me up. And yeah. I was like, I don't like And that. then all the dead bodies at the end. I I really enjoy reading World War Two fiction books or like based on in reality like uh, uh, Diary Band Frank. I I really enjoy reading those books because hmm. I think the story is fascinating and I it's like fucked up and I'm a little bit fucked up so yeah. <laughs> but like really good ones are Salt to the Sea and Between Shades of Grey. Those are World War Two novels, but not about like Nazi Germany, about like Stalin forcing people out uh-huh. and devil's arithmetic is good and in my enemy's house there i just i enjoy like what doing books like that and what made me say that is titanic uh there's another there was another boat called the uh, the wilhelm gustav that had like more casualties than the titanic no. that was in yeah no. <laughs> like so a lot more casualties than the Titanic, and it's less known. It's, like, the, the biggest shipwreck in the world so far, I think, and it happened in uh, part of Russia, or... Mm-hmm. Wait, where was it off of? Um, it was near Russia, and it was, like... Uh, Sta- uh, Hitler getting people out of Stalin's reach, like so he could, so he could have them, because like it was lots of the time it was like Stalin and Hitler were fighting over places that mm. they want to control, like Yugoslavia and Lithuania and what other places over there, Turkey, like in between Germany and Russia. I'm pretty sure it was- Turkey is. Not close to there. Close to where? I'm pretty sure Turkey's like, um, where kind of near where the Trojan War was. Turkey's near Greece. Yeah, it's not not really close to. That's close Russia. to Russia. Is it? I don't. I don't freaking know. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like not like directly close to it, but it's yeah. still like. It's still close. close. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the map, it'd be close. If you were, like, in Turkey, you'd probably be like, Russia, that's fucking far away. Yeah. Yeah, but 
I just, that made me think of that, and I think you should read it, so. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I have a, uh, semi-low opinion about, like, Anne Frank's diary and stuff, cause... I know, you don't think people should read it. No, I think like... it's, I think it's disrespectful to the person that you're reading her private property and, like, her own thoughts about what was going on. It, it just seems a little bit, like, invasive. Well, that's the only way we can know about historical events is what people have written. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, sure, it might be, like, people are like, she's dead, don't just honor her memory, but it's still, like, a good, not a good, but, like, a way for people to realize what was going on. It, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. And then also, I, d I had the same thought, uh, right when I was watching Titanic, I was like, so many people died, and they're, they're getting... Like, they made so much money off of it, and I just feel like... Off the move, yeah. I feel like they're, they're taking a disaster that was horrible, and they're just, like, profiting off of it, and... Yeah. It doesn't seem respectful. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Because you want to respect people's memory. Yeah. I have nothing wrong with the, the, the mood. Like, it's a, it's a good movie. It's just... Once you start thinking about it, it's it's kind of disrespectful to the people who died. Yeah, to people who, or like people's uh, families of people yeah. who died. Yeah. 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 I, I understand where you're coming from, yeah. Yeah. So. Alright, you want to get into this story? Now, let's learn about something else. So, this week, me and Carly are covering technically the same story, but yeah. first the... The initial act, and then the aftermath, I'm covering the murder and stuff, and of the Lizzie Borden Yes, so we're case, doing... and Carl's covering the paranormal. Paranormal, yes. Yes, sir. It's the one time <laughs> okay. we had conversations before we took notes. Yeah, so I don't know if, like, because I never heard of this until I heard it on a podcast. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a thing in America than it is in Canada, or maybe not, not just not be like our generation. But there's like a nursery rhyme, where like you do like if you're skipping, I guess it's like a kids rhyme. Oh God, sorry. And it's like Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother forty hacks. When she saw what she'd done, she gave her father forty one. It's just I don't know. It's it's very like. No, thank you. I don't want that. I okay. Children saying it, but so so when I did the Mary Celeste, I watched a video on it, and it was yeah. extremely helpful. So I was going around looking for videos on the Lizzie Borden paranormal thing. Yeah. Um, and I was looking for like two hours, couldn't really find anything, and then I found this video and I clicked it, and the volume on the laptop was like super high, and I didn't know. And it started off with, like, that rhyme, but it was creepy yeah. and distorted, and it was, like, seven-year-olds saying it, and it was so freaking loud, and I just, like, lost it. I was so freaked out. You're like, ah, oh, no, turn it down, mute it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh my god, paused it, and I was like, huh. And then I went on a walk yeah. around the house, and I was like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. The thing is, I've never, I, before I listened to it in a podcast, I had never heard of that. Mm-hmm. That, like, nursery rhyme. I know, like, the, like, the race car one where, like, had a little race car in 1958 <laughs> turn around the corner. And, like, the teddy bear. The teddy, teddy bear. bear. <laughs> and the one where it's, like, you try, you, like, do a bunch of names. Uh-huh. Strawberry Shortcake. There's that one. Yeah. And then one about bubblegum. Uh-huh. Like, there's, like, a bunch of those. I never heard this Lizzie Borden one, though. No. My, my, maybe, like, it's just not our generation, but... No, it it's might, because... It, it might also be, like, an America thing. It's because we know... It's because our school... Doesn't... Is it because the school? <laughs> I don't know if it's because the school. No, because the ones that we do are, like... Like, the, the bubblegum one. Like, and then... I don't... It's just, like, the school's trying to keep us away. Because it's violent, right? And they're like, oh, no. I suppose. But Six if anyone... Old, so. Well, so is the, 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 so, like, the race car one, then he goes to jail. Yeah, but it's for speeding. Sure. Well, if anyone, like, around our generation, if you've heard this, let us know. Is it an America thing, or is it just a not-Waldorf thing? <laughs> it's just a not-Waldorf thing. Okay. 
Let me get into my part. Okay. okay. Lizzie Borden was born July 19th, 1860, to Sarah Anthony and Andrew Jackson Borden in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm not the one who finds Massachusetts hard to say. Uh, well, every time someone says it, I always think about uh, massive two shits. Ah, yes. Remember <laughs> when we had to make those postcards for the, when, we, when our school had celebrated 100 years? Yep. And we had to write to, like, different, uh, different Waldorf schools. Mm-hmm. And our friend Nick, he got one to massive two, massive two sh- 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 <laughs> So he drew di- two giant shits on the car. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, that was. Or, or when we had to memorize all fifty states in that stupid song. Oh, um, Washington, Oregon, Don't California. Stop it! That thing gets stuck in my head so quickly. That, I like can't forget it now. I know it's. I'm never gonna forget them. And so I always, I always know the fifty states. And you hear about these like these Americans who are like, I want to make sure my kids sees all fifty two states. And I'm like, are you? You are so dumb. Dumb? Or there's those videos of, like, trying to get Americans to name one country on a world map, and they can't even, like, locate yeah, well, America. Like, okay, they this, point to, like, this, Russia. What is it? I, it might also be our world of education. Maybe. Or because, like, we're, but I'm, like, I know, I'm pretty, I know all the continents. I know mm-hmm. most of what the countries are. I know what most of the states' shapes are. Because sometimes they, like, give you state shapes, and they're like, what state is this? And some of the state shapes are just squares, but some of them are, like, pretty distinctive, like Texas yeah. and yeah. Florida. Yeah. And they're like, um, New Mexico? When it was, like, Texas. <laughs> and I was like, I knew that was Texas. Yeah, no, I can, like, look at a, a map of the states, and, like, the song that we learned is, like, vertical lines. In order, kind of. yeah, yeah. So I can go around and point, and I can get to, like, like, Michigan, because then it kind of gets all jumbled. And then like, they it, 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 it get it, real small. And I'm like, I can't freaking name those ones. And they get a, they kind of don't go in lines anymore. They're kind of like a little bit weird. Yeah, and they're like anyway. so <laughs> small. <laughs> Just thought I would put it in there. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Shut up. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. Um, Lizzie's father grew up in a very modest surrounding and struggled financially as a young man. Despite being from, like, a wealthy family, they just, he either didn't want their help or they wouldn't give it to him. Uh, he eventually prospered in a manufacturing and sale of caskets, like, and, like, tables, um, and he became a successful developer. Hmm. Uh, he owned a considerable amount of commercial property, at the time of his death, his estate was valued at 300000 then, which is approximately... Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Wait, what? One's ten, seven, thousand, What are you doing? Eight, I'm counting the zeros to figure out what the number is. <laughs> 8500 and... Eight, $8,504,000 around. 504 Eight million five hundred and forty dollars. Oh, okay. Not four. They're not that exact. <laughs> Despite uh, his wealth, he was known for his frugality, which means like stingy and cheapskate. For instance, the Borden home lacked indoor plumbing and electrical, even though it was very common for wealthy people at the time. Uh, Lizzie and her older sister Emma had a very religious upbringing and attended Central Congregational Church. As a young woman, she was very Lizzie was very involved in church, church activities, including teaching Sunday school to immigrants. <sighs> um, so lots of the articles I read, they like go back and forth. So never mind. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, never mind. Three years after the death of Lizzie Borden's mother, Sarah, Andrew married Abby Gunfrey Gray. Uh, Lizzie was like she stated after the fact and was known to call her mother her stepmother mrs borden instead of like stepmom or abby uh and said that they did not have a very cordial relationship they were like not not in good terms uh lizzie believed abby married her father for his wealth that 
gold digger. Mm-hmm. And the Borden uh, married him for his wealth. Never mind. So the Bordens had a maid who they called Maggie. Her real name was Bridget mm-hmm. Sil- uh, Sylvian. But at the time, like in rich families and just in general, it was like a thing that they called maids Maggie. It was like, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but like. That's weird. Like, instead of everything, their, their name, they just called them Maggie. Yeah. It wasn't a thing, like, it was just in the boarding house. It was, like, throughout, if you had a maid, usually you called her Maggie. Just because, That's... because it's too much effort to learn their name. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Maggie said that Lizzie and, Emma, Lizzie and Emma rarely ate with their parents. And, because, like, they weren't on very good terms. So, after a very heated argument in July of 1892, and it was about how Lizzie's father had given uh, an estate or some grounds to Abby's family, like uh, her parents or her sister or something, uh, Mm -hmm. and Lizzie and Emma were like, fine, we want a house. We don't want to live here. We want a house. Give us a house. And then (laughs) he was like, no. They got in a really big argument. Both sisters took a vacation away from their parents in a nearby town. Uh, after returning to Fall River a week before the murders, Lizzie chose to stay in a local rooming house for four days. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, before returning to the family residence. So, this is the day before and the day of the murder now. So, uh, Drama Rose arrived on the evening of August 3rd and slept in the guest bedroom that night. After breakfast that morning, John left at 8.40 a.m. to visit his niece in Fall River and then returned for lunch at noon. So John Rose was like a friendly friend and he stayed with them while visiting people. So, uh, and August 3rd, their father left for his morning walk around 9 a.m. <laughs> morning walk uh, at 9. <laughs> So after, so the next day, uh, sorry. It's okay. It's not like I don't oh, do this. So the next day after John Rose had left around like 8 a.m., uh, everything was like doing regular chores. So although cleaning the guest bedroom was one of Emma and Lizzie's regular chores, that day, August 4th, uh, Abby went upstairs to make the bed in between 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Uh, according to a forensic investigation, Abby was facing her killer at the time of the attack. She was first struck on the side of the head with a hatchet, which mm-hmm. hit her just above her ear, causing her to fall face down on the floor, creating contusions on her nose and forehead. Her killer then struck her multiple times, delivering 27 direct head- hits to her head, obviously killing her. So, wait, so the rhyme is actually bullshit? Yeah, so it's <laughs> Lizzie Borden didn't actually hit her mother, her stepmother, or her father 40 or 41 times. She hit her stepmother 17 times and her father 11, I believe. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, so, Andrew, he returned around 10.30 a.m. from his walk. His key failed to open the door because it was jammed, so he, like, knocked on the door trying to get their attention. Maggie went to unlock the door, found it was jammed. She later testified that she heard Lizzie laughing, but oh she did God. not see her. She just heard her laughing from the top of the stairs. That's this crazy. was considered significant as Abby was already dead at this time and her body would have been visible from anyone who came like almost to the top of the stairs. They would be able to see her feet. Um, oh. No, she's no. You know what they did? They went up the stairs, and they saw her feet, and they go, oh, she's just taking a nap. <laughs> uh, a floor so, nap. Uh, Lizzie later stated that she had not been upstairs and testified that her father had asked her where Abby was, and, she, and Lizzie had replied to her father that a message had been delivered by someone and Abby had been summoned to visit a sick friend so that like Lizzie was like no she's not here sorry she's at a friend's house oh Lizzie's guilty <laughs> uh Lizzie stated that she had removed Andrew's boots 
and like on the police report, Lady stated she had removed Andrew's boots and helped him into his slippers before he lied down on the sofa for a nap. However, crime scene photos show Andrew wearing his boots. So, uh, did you look had... at the crime scene photos? Yes, it was kind of unavoidable, but I tried not to look too classy. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, ones, the ones that I saw had like the heads, uh, like blurred out, so you can actually yeah, see same. it. Thank God. Well, like it was just like you could see like a body, and they're on very like they're very good pictures. Yeah, no, they're they're, they're from really the old. 1800s. So. Yeah. So after that, she said she then informed Maggie of a department sales store, and said she should go to the store. But Maggie said she wasn't feeling well, so she went upstairs to take... She went up to her bedroom to take a nap instead. And her bedroom was on the third floor. That was, like, the maid's quarters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie stated that she was on the third floor resting from cleaning windows. Then, then just after 11, 10 a.m., she heard Izzy call from the d- downstairs, quote, Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Someone's come in and kill him. Wait. If Maggie went upstairs, wouldn't she have seen Abby's body? I don't... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there was a different staircase for Maggie. Oh, I think there was. There's, like, a back staircase or something. I'm getting this all from my memory of a Nancy Drew book, by the way, so... Yeah. Like, there... there I feel like there's, like, a lot of... A lot of, like, manor houses... You, the, like, the help would not take the same routes as the family, because, like, if they had company yeah. over, you do want to see the help. Yeah, no, I think that that is... Yeah, because they're old and, you know, I don't yeah. know. What's the word? I don't have a large vocabulary, so I'm never going to think <laughs> of it. <laughs> uh, so Andrew, her father, was slumped on the couch in the downstairs sitting room, struck 11 times by a hatchet. One of his eyeballs had been split cleanly in two. Ew! Suggesting that he'd been asleep when attacked. Oh my Detectives gosh. estimated his time of death around 11 a.m. Yay. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So then they called the police, obviously. So Lizzie Borden's initial answers to the police questioning uh, were at the time very strange and contradictory. Mm-hmm. First, she reported hearing a large groan or a scraping noise or a sound of distress coming from the house before entering the house. Two hours later, she told the police that she heard nothing when entering the house, not realizing anything was wrong. When asked where her stepmother was, she recounted that Abby had received uh, a note asking her to visit a sick friend. She also stated that she thought Abby had returned and asked if. Oh, she also stated that she thought Abby would re- had. Re- she also stated, sorry. <laughs> she also stated that she thought maybe Abby had returned and was like, "You can go look for her upstairs. I don't know." Huh? <laughs> uh, Maggie and a neighbor, Mrs. Churchill were halfway up the stairs when they saw Abby laying face down in the guest bedroom. So, there she is. Uh. Uh, Most officers who interviewed Lizzie reported their dislike for her attitude. Some (laughs) said she was too calm and poised, despite her attitude, like, too calm for her, basically her entire family just being killed. But despite her attitude and changing alibis, nobody bothered to check her for bloodstains. (laughs) <laughs> Police did not search her room, except for, like, a sensory inspection, just kind of, like, looking around the trial. And, uh, at the trial, they admitted not doing a proper search because Lizzie said she wasn't feeling well. So, in the basement, the police found two hatchets, two axes, and a hatchet head with a broken handle. Mm. The broken hatchet was suspected of being the murder weapon, as the break in the handle seemed fresh, and... The dust on the head looked, like, deliberately hand-applied. So that someone, like, it it, it looked hand-applied like someone was trying to make it look like it had been in the basement for a long time. Right. None of the weapons were removed from the house, which is also something they were criticized on. Uh, Both Abby and Andrew's stomachs were tested for poison, in case they were sedated, but nothing was found. So... Uh, a family of the friends said that he saw Lizzie burning a dress in the kitchen stove, but Lizzie just said it was ruined by a painting she'd brushed up on, or a painted wall, wet paint on the wall she'd brushed up on. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you'd burn it, though. 
I feel like you'd just be like, okay, I'm throwing this out. I don't feel like you'd be like, you know what? Fuck! Burn it! Like, I feel like if I was a rich person in 1890s, and there was, I like, ruined my dress, I wouldn't be like, first instinct, burn it! The first instinct would be like, okay, I gotta go buy a new dress now. So, that was a little suspicious. Uh, Lizzie's presence at, at the home was also a really uh, uh, conversational point uh, during the trial. So Lizzie's trial took place in New Brunford on June 5th, 1893. Uh, Lizzie kept contradicting herself when she was on the stand and about where she was the whole trial. Both the victims' heads were removed in the autopsy, and the skulls were like the used as evidence in the trial. Ew. Uh, yeah. Disgusting. When when Lizzie saw the head, like the skulls, she fainted, which was really helped uh, her in the trial because it was like she couldn't have done it. She she fainted at the sight of the heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the end of the trial, she was acquitted and. She was not convicted. Okay. There you go. That, yeah, that's the... That, wow. That, that's the story of the murders of Lizzie Borden. She's, the murders by Lizzie... I think she did it, because it was... She wasn't very good at... Like... Saying her mother was upstairs, and she's like, no, she was at a... She got a note burning the dress and being all like... I took off his boots, but then his boots weren't actually off. I, I think she did it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think she's guilty. I think, um, I read somewhere where I was trying to find ghosts, and I ended up finding a whole bunch of stuff about the murders. I was like, God. But I, I remember reading somewhere that, um, that people think that she was acquitted because, uh, because it, would, it wouldn't look good for the town. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was also a thing where people thought that the, the town and, like, the jurors did not want to convict a woman of uh, murder or, like, manslaughter or whatever it would have been because it wouldn't hold well for, like, the town's image. Yeah. And it wasn't ladylike <laughs> or whatever. And I so. think, I, I also, I think it was in the useless video that I watched, he said, like, the last time they had hung a woman, she was pregnant or something, so. Oh, I didn't read that. I didn't know. No, no, it was in the video that freaked me out for the rest of my life. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. So, now yeah, it's my turn. let's hear your side of the story. Let's well. the aftermath. <clears throat> so, I have, like, eight pages of notes. So this is going to be fun. My writing gets pretty big, though, I think. Um, so I looked for, like, two hours for, like, ghosts, and the most I got was, like, a couple sentences about, like, doors opening and closing. So uh-huh. I got I got a lot of this information from uh, a podcast, and that's yeah. why we drink, so extremely helpful. Um... Sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um, I I need to share this first before I do this. So when I when I watched that video, I yeah. I watched it and I spent a whole bunch of time trying to find this this information, and then I couldn't. So I was like, whatever. And I gave the laptop to my brother to do whatever he does on it. But <laughs> I don't know what he does. He says he plays guitar. I don't know how you play guitar on a laptop, so whatever. Um, it's code for um, watches YouTube gamers. Yeah, something like that. Um, but I had chills for three days after watching that video. Like, yeah. Like I was cold for like a very long time after. I like. Yeah. <laughs> I was so cold, and I was like, I. Don't know what's happening. Because it wasn't... It was, like, hot, I think. 
I think. Oh, it was hot outside. I don't know. It was like oh, yeah, Wednesday, was Thursday, really Friday. Warm. It was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm pretty sure it was hot on one of those days. But I was like, Saturday, it was what warm. is going on? Anyway, I was like, Lizzie Borden's ghost has come and found me. I don't know. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um... <clears throat> so, the Lizzie Borden house is in Fall River, Massachusetts, which is an hour south of Boston. <laughs> uh, of what? It's an hour south of Boston. Oh. Uh, it was sold... I always forget Boston's in Massachusetts. Oh my god. <laughs> it was sold in 1918 to a private family, um, and was slowly inherited into the mid... mid- Jin McGinn family? McGinn, I think. Guinea. <laughs> like guinea pig. Oh my god. In 1948, uh, the McGinn family renovated and restored the house to look like it had when the murders took place. Um, it... How lovely. They're like, it's about this new house. Now, instead of keeping it like it is now, new and modern for the time... Let's put it back to when people were murdered in it. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> they made it look like exactly Bingo. how it had looked the day they were murdered. Anyway. Um, it opened in 1996 as the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. Uh, you, you can sleep in the master bedroom or in the bedroom where Abby's body was found. Yep. Um, That's my nightmares right there. Uh, fun fact... There are pictures of the crime scene framed around the bedrooms where, like, there's a framed photo of Abby's body in the bedroom where Abby was found. See, now that's just, like, you're like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna go see this historical place, sure has some bad history, but, like, it's a big experience, and you're trying to fall asleep, and you're like, what's this picture? You're like, oh, it's a dead body. Oh, I'm standing where it was fucking found. Yeah, no, it's like, Yay. oh, what's this picture? Oh, it's a dead body. Oh, I'm sleeping in the bed that the dead body was found right beside. What fun. Yay, oh my god, look at that. Um, my foot is where her head was. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> no wonder there's fucking ghosts, bro. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, uh, the propi- the propi- Propi Try it again. The proprietor says, uh, it is not unusual for guests to run out in fright. Yay! (laughs) Um. This is what we want. (laughs) What do we want? Guests running out of our establishment in tears. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a protest. You know, it's like, what do we want? Frightened guests. When do we want it? Tonight. <laughs> can, this is actually what you can. You like people do this. Like, what do we want this? When do we want it now? Yeah. This one's like, what do we want? Low flying airplane noises. When do we want them? Now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's almost as funny. Okay, anyway. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> people running out in terror. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, people have heard the floor, the floor creak upstairs when nobody was there. Um, doors will open and close right in front of you. And it's like the ghost is just knows you're watching. And they're like, you want to see something? Here you go. And you just open the door. they're just like, okay, are you seeing me now? Eat fucking this. (laughs) It's like the ghost knows you're watching and just doesn't care. Um, yes, obviously. Uh, people can smell. It's a note. (laughs) People can smell. This ghost is that that girl in high school where she's like, you know what? Fuck people. Um, close this door right in their face. (laughs) Okay. People can smell a faint floral scent, uh, which is like a perfume. Why did Uh I just say that? Okay, anyway. Uh, um, and fresh light bulbs will burn out, uh, in 2004, just after she bought the house. I don't know who the she is. The, the owner the that is pro- now. Yeah, the owner, yes. Uh, the she proprietor? Was, yes. 
She was falling asleep in the parlor room and woke up at 3 a.m. and looked into the front entryway. And she saw shadows in the hallway. Um, so she was freaked out at first. And then she um, started figuring out what shadows which. So, like, that one's the coat rack. That one's the... Oh, what else do you have yeah. in the front entryways? I don't know. Um, you... Umbrella stands. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> the coat rack to umbrella stands. You're just having a party while she's sleeping. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, so she started figuring, figuring out which shadow belonged to which piece of furniture. Um, there was <laughs> one of the shadows, I think. Okay. No, she noticed something that was weird. So uh, there's a chandelier in the front entry. That was uh-huh. always lit, like, like, always, like, yeah, around the clock, um, and it was off, uh, and the only way to turn it off was to climb up a ladder and, like, unscrew the light bulbs. It wasn't, like, a blackout or something? No, so she, oh, she okay. thought that was, like, weird, um, yeah. and then once she had figured out, so she had figured out all of these shadows except for one, she didn't know what it belonged to, um, yeah. and quote... As I'm looking at it, it walks up the stairs. Ugh, oh, I don't like that. Unquote. I'm gonna know. Uh, as she that's was, that guy, that's that guy that probably who leaves early. He's like, you know what? Bye. <laughs> um, as she was processing what she saw, the chandelier started like the chandelier's light started surging, and then all the light bulbs went out one by one. Uh, Yikes. Uh, quote. I said to no one in particular, you win tonight, and slept in my car. Unquote. Same. That was... (laughs) I would do that, too. If it's just like, here's a chandelier, and one by one, they all go out. I'll be like, okay, peace, I get it, you need space, I'll be in my car. It's like, (laughs) bye. but but the only way to turn those lights out is to unscrew them. So it's like a ghost is going around unscrewing them, like, one by one. I'd be like, okay, so I'm gonna buy a house in Canada. Yeah, like, goodbye. Uh, See you later. Moving to, like, freaking Northwest Territories. Um, so. The territorial ghost. <laughs> Andrew's ghost apparently enjoys watching people walk around the house, um, and he will pat people's backs. Um. Oh, that, that's, that's just disturbing. Like don't touch my back, dude, okay? <laughs> Please don't. Um, um he will he will answer answer EVPs often, which is a electronic voice phenomenon. So like ghost boxes and stuff. I yeah, think. Where like you get them to talk to you or whatever. Yeah, and then also if you're like recording something you play it back, you can hear voices that weren't there originally. Oh yeah. Um he'll uh go about what he used to do when he was alive. Um so you, you could just randomly hear like drawers opening and closing um yeah abby is often seen in the guest bedroom where she died uh that's a slap in the face <laughs> uh the bedroom is called the john moore's room who abby and that's the person who abby was cleaning up after when she was killed yep in the room you can see an indentation of a body on the bed as if somebody yeah, is that, lying sorry. there. Sorry. I feel like that's also rude. He won't even name the room after her. I know. Her body was in there, bro. <laughs> uh, and so there's the indentation of a body on the bed as if somebody's lying there. Uh, you can see it appear and disappear there. Um, you can hear cries in the middle of the night from that room. Um, that's not nice. An apparition of an older woman with gray hair has been seen uh, puttering around the home near that room. Uh, There's also an apparition of a woman who looks like Lizzie uh, has been seen in the basement looking around. um, Like it's trying to get rid of evidence. Whoa. Bricked head off. Whoa. Uh, That's illegal. Yeah. Or uh, reliving that part of her life. Um, people will hear footsteps running up and down the stairs. Um, so again, like, maybe Lizzie frantically trying to hide evidence. Um, they'll hear the clanking of a hatchet in the basement and see a shadow of somebody looking for stuff. Just for, okay. (laughs) Just for stuff. That's nice. (laughs) 
thanks, but um, I'm okay. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. I'm good. Uh, black shadow person. What? Okay. Uh, people have seen a black shadow person the shape and size of Lizzie pressed up against the wall tr- like it's it's trying to hide from somebody coming down the stairs. Uh, they've, they've gotten, people have gotten EVPs of Maggie sounding horrified. Okay, wait, what? Oh, no. Uh, people have gotten EVPs of Maggie, um, and they've heard, they've heard horrified screams and somebody yelling, ma'am, come quick. Oh. Uh, which could be Maggie calling for Lizzie or Lizzie calling for Maggie. Um, there have been cold spots in Maggie's room, apparitions of a woman dressed in maid's clothes that walk by, uh, and it's, like, still doing chores and takes care of the house. Um, people have been shushed when you're too loud. Uh, shadow people, there are shadow people who do chores around the house, and they assume the people are Maggie. Uh, so... Uh, Maggie also had a cat. I don't know if you mentioned, mentioned the cat. Are you still there? One sec. I'm just turning it, I would just put the audio on, because that would be easier on your Wi-Fi, so it doesn't... Yeah, okay, well, we just lost you for a second, so we're gonna go back. You said, uh, chores around the house? Yes. Uh, people have heard somebody shushing them when they're too loud. Um, and there are shadow peoples who do chores around the house, and they assume it is Maggie. Um, Maggie's cat is also a ghost. I don't know if you m- mentioned Maggie's cat. I, I did so. not, no, I did not read anything about her cat. Um, so... Is it, like, the, the house's cat, or is it, like, specifically I, Maggie's I think it's cat? specifically Maggie's cat. Um, oh, okay. the day before the murders, Maggie found the cat, uh, in the basement without its head. Uh, so it's like somebody was practicing before they killed uh, their parents. Um, um, like that. Yeah. So people will hear disembodied meows, um, and visitors like to a point where visitors think there is a stray cat outside. Um, they will sometimes yeah. see the cat in the house, and they will feel an invisible cat rub up against them on the second and third Aww. floor bedrooms. Um, which was where Maggie's room was. Yeah. Uh, visitors, hold on a sec. Visitors with feel a cat sitting on, huh? Oh, that's, okay. Uh, visitors will feel a cat sitting on their chest while they're sleeping. That's gross. (laughs) I know. Uh, they can hear blankets getting scratched. Um, and like, you know, when, when cats like get their, like bed ready and they like like pluck yeah when they, they like i don't know what is that called they like smush it in and like pull it out kind yeah of. so people like will hear claws, so it's like all like what, what is that called i don't know i don't they, know. like need it like need the bed or yeah whatever. like bread <laughs> uh so people will hear the cat plucking at the blanket uh-huh. that's what i wrote plucking. um i like it <laughs> like violinist <laughs> Uh, lights turn on and off. Um, new owners have watched the light, the light switch flick on and off by itself. Uh. Oh, like the light switch moving? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> I don't like that. I always picture it like, um, um, it's the only, okay, so you know, have you seen Stranger Things season three? Uh, yeah. Do you know when the light, go- the lights go out in the mall in like the second episode or something, first episode? Uh-huh. And then Steve goes over to the light switch and is like flicking it up and down, repeat like over and over and over, like really quickly. Yeah. I always picture a light switch doing that. But it's just like, like on its person. own, just going up and down. Oh. <laughs> See, in my house, they're like the flat ones where you like press yeah. one and I, I just mentioned it just going back and forth. Oh, but that's a clicking sound, so that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Staff have heard doors open and close upstairs, followed by footsteps uh, when nobody's upstairs. They've seen shadows on the staircase going down to the main hall and walking into into other parts of the house. 
Staff and guests feel people brush up against them on the stairs and cold fingers run down their neck and back. <laughs> uh, they will hear people playing marbles upstairs. Um, they've heard a giant thud upstairs as if a body dropped dead. Nice. Um, <laughs> people have taken photos of misty humani- humanoids in the living room where uh-huh. Andrew Borden had died in 2007. It's like almost like, like <laughs> nervous laughter, except like we just going, okay, nice. You're like, nice. Uh. That, that's, that's the thing that happened. That one, that <laughs> one there. Like, you don't know what to say, but you want to say something, so she's like, nice. Cool, bro. That's or it's just story, like, bro. Show me your tits. What? <laughs> My sister has this, like, gift, and it's just, it's like this guy, and uh, it's just like, cool story, bro. Show me your tits. <sighs> now I'm just like, cool story, bro. Oh. No, don't haunt me, my sister. Okay. Um, yep. <laughs> in 2007, a, p- par- a paranormal, a paranormal investigation team saw misty people appear out of nowhere. Uh, oh. If you leave cameras around during an investigation, the camera will point away from where you put it. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> Uh, there's been an EVP, there's been EVPs of Lizzie and Maggie humming and saying each other's names. Um, <laughs> gross, that, no, I don't like that. Did you just gag? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gross. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, there was, a, in an episode of Ghost Lab, uh, they asked, uh, did Lizzie kill you for your money? And a man, and an EVP of a man yelled, you got that right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just like, you're fucking right she did. <laughs> um, footage of what looks like an apparition of Andrew in his own crime scene. There, okay. Hold on. I oh, just straight up photos. read the bullet point, so. Let me, let me say that in an actual sentence. Uh, people have seen, oh wait, footage? No, okay, whatever. Um, people have seen what looks like an apparition of Andrew in his own crime scene photos. Yeah, he's just, like, he's just standing like, oh, look, over there's my body. Yeah. <laughs> Smile. This, that would happen if, like, I was dead. I just kind of chill by my body until somebody like, found Can it. you see me yet? Hello. Hi. It's me. <laughs> or, like, if I was murdered, I'd be like, you know, I'm probably going to get murdered. Anyway, um... <laughs> I'm moving to LA. Um, so, no, I'd be, like, chilling by my body until, like, and then try to, like, appear in crime scene photos. Anyway. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, no one's appearing in these ones except for me, especially my dead body. <laughs> I have to be in these photos, bro. <laughs> um, just, like, posing. Yeah, just, like, ha- like be, uh, what's it called, voguing, where you, like, do the hand thing. Like, you mean, hello. like, peace signs? No, voguing is where, like, you... I'm not... I'm not knowledgeable in most things that teenagers do. (laughs) Like, voguing is, like... You know, like, the hand thing where, like, you do it against your face, and it's, like, you, like, squaring... Like, squaring off your face. Oh, yeah. Like, that thing, yeah. That's voguing, because, like, Vogue models did it down the runway or something. Oh, okay. See, I don't know this stuff. I'm, like... I'm, like... That generation... I don't know... Like, our parents, where they try to understand what's going on, but they just don't. <laughs> They're like, oh, right. I'm just freaking bored in the wrong generation. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, hold on. Okay. Uh, spirits communicate more now um, than they did before because of, like, the interest drawn to the Lizzie Borden house. Yeah. Um, and just... There's other people, like, the one hear their story or whatever. Yeah. Andrew is the one who talks most on EVPs. Abby uh-huh. is the most common sighting. Um, and screams are heard when you see her. Oh. Um, like from you or from her? From her. Like paranormal screams? Yes. Okay. Uh, people will experience third-person viewings of her, of her being killed. Yikes. So, like, you're walking up the stairs, and out of the corner of your eye, you'll see, um... Someone being murdered. 
Yeah, somebody striking you like, in the head. What the fuck? And then when you fully look, there's no one there. Yeah. Uh, people have heard a woman crying. Uh, some have seen a Victorian woman dusting the furniture and straightening the bed covers. Sometimes uh. while guests are present in the bed. Someone laying there and just like, bro, I'm, I'm laying here. Like, you're sleeping and the, the covers will like straighten and tighten. Oh, you neat freak ghost. Yeah. Get away from me. <laughs> um, muffled conversations have been heard in empty rooms. Uh, uh-huh. Ghost Adventures did an investigation there. Um, oh. I literally do not know what I wrote there. It looks like maybe it says Andrew. Is that the guy's name? Yes. Yeah, that's his first name. <laughs> that's the dad's name. Oh, no, it says a drawer. Oh, my God. Andrew. <laughs> Where does it say a drawer? <laughs> no, this is when I started getting so tired, and I was, like, laying on my side while trying to write notes in a notebook, so that's why I can't read it. Um, so a drawer opens on its own. Uh in the room that Aaron was staying in. This would mean a lot more to me if I actually knew who these people are. Who's Aaron? I don't know. There's it's somebody on Ghost Adventures. Oh 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 actually okay, I thought you meant like historically there was a person named Aaron. No. Okay, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't. I don't watch Ghost Adventure Adventures. I watch different ghost story uh, shows. But he's one of the dudes. Yeah. One of the, the investigation people. Along with Zach Bagel Bites. Bagels. Bagels. His name is Bagels. Zach Bagels. Didn't he Google a picture of him and just laugh? He looks like a douche. I'm like, what's his name? Zach Bagels? I'll go to images and I just started laughing. He looks like the douche, the like definition of douche. Like, he's got like basically like a faux hawk. And he's got, like, these actual watch jeans and the tightest shirts you can think of. <laughs> and, like, the most dickery face. <laughs> I'm like, go, go dick yourself, okay? <laughs> God. Um, so, uh, the, the people on Ghost Adventures asked, probably Zach Baggins asked, uh, do you know who killed you? And they got an EVB, EVP saying, tell them about the girl. Um... They didn't, they didn't actually hear that in live time. Uh, they found it when they played it back in the recording. Yeah. Um, they did flashlight interviews at the same time, which is when uh, they basically put, like, batteries in a flashlight so loose that if you, like, barely touch it, the flashlight will turn like on it, or off. Yeah, it's like when you screw on the head or back of the flashlight, it's, like, barely touching the battery, so if, like, you knock it a bit, it connects and the batteries turn like work mm-hmm. but when it's yeah 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 so they use that to try to communicate with ghosts i don't know if they expect them to like tap morse code or something um or like i think it's more like flash it once for yes and flash it twice for no or whatever oh yeah that makes way more sense um or like tap this one for yes or this one for no right uh so they want you to do morse code so they did uh flashlight interviews at the same time um, and they got, so after they asked the question, do you know who killed you, uh, a light turned on by itself, so one of the flashlights turned on, um, the, okay, so the house next door to the Lizzie Borden house, um, they have, <laughs> there's a house beside it, um, so a woman threw her children down a well, then slit her own throat, one on one. Yep. Uh, so the the kids there that live there um haunt the Lizzie Borden house. Oh yeah, they're uh, like look because it's ghosts. next. Hang out. Yeah, it's next door. Um, they're like coming over for sleepover or something. You know, you invite your neighbors. <laughs> <over>. <laughs> nice. Um. So guests will bring toys for these kids. Um. Most of them are like like small toys, like dolls or like a bouncy ball um so people have seen dolls repositioning themselves whenever you leave uh, a room um <laughs> it reminds me of a story that mr riley said do you, do you know this one uh 
Yummy. Where they was, they were staying at a bed and breakfast, and his sister was staying in a oh, yeah. in her room, um, <laughs> with like a whole bunch of dolls, and his dad would come in and like move them around when she was sleeping. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then she'd be like sleeping, then, so he'd be like come in. And, like, move this doll to this position over here and put his hand up. And then she would come and be like, what the fuck? And then, and I really like how it ends. And then uh, the last night they stayed there, he moved all of the dolls outside to, like, right outside her door and lined them up. (laughs) So they were staring (laughs) right at her door. Nice. (laughs) I love that. Okay, anyway. uh, So the dolls reposition themselves. And uh, balls will roll up and down the hall. Uh, guests re- report hearing children children's laughter, and kids running up and down the second and third floors. Um, there's a room called the children's room, um, and it gets most activity with children. So I think like your kid will be like, "Oh, look, it's a friend." It's like, okay, that's not a friend. That's a dead <laughs> that's boy. That's not your friend. Um, it's a demonic child. Um, guests will leave a clean room and come back to it messed up, then clean again, and then they'll leave, and then it'll clean itself. Uh, people have often, nope, that says gotten. People have gotten scratches on their arms and face in the exact spots where Andrew and Abby got hit with a hatchet. No, thank you. (laughs) Guests who stay in the room Abby died in will sometimes complain about migraines. And oh, guests I will... in the fucking head. Yeah, and this is great. Guests will wake up and see shadow... Oh, no, it's not what I thought was going to happen. Oh, this is still bad, though. Guests will sometimes wake up and see shadow figures by their beds. Um, one of them with a mangled head. Oh, yay. Okay. Ha <laughs> ha this... mangled heads. This is the best. It's so pleasant. Uh, some have said they uh, get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and they step oh. in a puddle of blood um, that had appeared right where Abby would have bled out from her wounds. Um, yeah. And then they blink, and they wake up back in bed lying down, and there's no more blood. Oh, it's like a false memory or something? Yeah, yeah, except that, like, multiple guests have had the same dream. Yeah. That's like it. The goat. Like, that's it? That's it. That's the Lizzie Borden house. Ooh, clap. I'm, I'm applauding. You can't hear me. Oh, I feel so bad. I never applaud you. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can live with it. That was a good one. Yeah. We did so good. How long is the recording? Uh, 57 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, by well, the way, we don't edit these, so... However long the episode is, that's just, like, the length of our conversation. Anyway. Okay. Do you want to try it this time? Because I suck. Yes, I'm going to. All right. Uh, thank you for watching. If you want watching. to Watching. Thank you for listening. Watching. With you. Thank you for watching. With- <laughs> you just died. I think she was going to say thank you for watching with your ears. Just one sec. Okay. Okay, You well. can contact us at facts, fiction, and everything in between at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, on Instagram at ff and everything in between. Uh, you can follow Carly's personals at Carly Favelle. Anything else? Is that all? Uh, you can find our podcast on. Oh, yeah. You can find our podcast on. Are you saying it? Pocket Cast. Apple Shit. podcast, Google Play, and there's way more. Okay, I don't know. Which May I? There? May I? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you can find your podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, um, Anchor, and Google Play. There may be one. Oh, and Spotify. Oh, we, we, we figured it out? Yeah, Kira got it on Spotify because she's a fucking legend. Nice. Um, and you, I don't, I don't think we're on Podbean anymore because it's a scam. Um. <laughs> it's a scam. <laughs> uh, I have a very low opinion of Podbean now. Anyway, um, I think that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week, bros. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.